Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome back to the Leading Agile booth here at Agile 2019. We're doing interviews all week long with folks that are making this conference happen. The speakers, thought leaders, the folks that make Agile run. And Diana Larson is here. And I don't even know how, how do you describe your role and what you do? Because you've done so many things. Well, actually, I, I describe it differently now okay. than I used to. Okay. Um, I used to describe myself as an author and an agile coach and consultant. Okay. And, but in the last couple of years, um, I've shifted. Okay. Uh, I passed retirement age. And got a new retirement project like people do when they okay. retire. And now I'm a co-founder of a startup, the Agile right. Fluency Project. And that is, I'm learning all kinds of new things okay. about running a different kind of business than okay. my consultancy was. And and uh, so that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of a, right at the moment, I'm sort of the general manager and and marketer and but you're still all the other things you but still I'm still do all, all the other, other things okay. too yeah. okay so what for the folks that aren't familiar with it what is the agile fluency project the agile fluency project was formed to help people understand uh, an article that james shore and i wrote okay uh, first published it in 2012 and then we did an update last year 2018 uh called the agile fluency model okay and the model is a way of thinking about um, how agile teams are performing, but from a business impact perspective. Okay. Not it's not like a lot of the other um, so assessments. It's not the mechanics of delivery. Yeah, of that, that focus stuff. on practices or the mechanics of delivery or that kind of thing. The agile fluency model looks at our businesses getting the outcomes they need for their teams and their product. Okay. Um. And as a re- and from the teams that they have, yeah. and then helps them figure out what are the investments they still need to make, the targeted investments they still need to make, okay, to help those teams perform in the way the business needs them to. Okay, so it's very different from um, you know a lot of the other assessments, and and it's you know so it's it's kind of in a in a class by itself. Okay. When you talk about the outcomes, can you give an example of that? Um, well, so in some businesses need to need that ability to release at will. Okay. They've got a fast changing marketplace. It needs the, their product needs them to be, um, giving frequent updates. Yeah. Sometimes that's annoying to those of us who have yeah. the product, but but they need that. Yeah. They need that continuous flow. Well, so what does that mean that the team needs to know and do? Okay. And that's not always the same, right, right, from company to company because they've already made some investments. Right. And so in what additional ways do they need to invest rather than okay. getting on a program and just doing a set set box of yeah. oh we got to do all these things if you want to be agile. Yeah. This helps people be more discerning. Okay. About how do I get really the business benefits I want? Another kind of business benefit is um the just the focus on business value. If you've got teams of people yeah. who formerly were individual contributors or you know got got tasks handed them by managers, they may not have they may have a mindset around I wanna build what's cool. Yeah. I wanna I wanna build something that's gonna let me learn this new language. They they are unlikely to really be able to think in terms of how is my work going to contribute to 
the betterment of the customer and to business value for my organization. Yeah. So that's a real mindset shift, okay. right? And uh, and it takes working as a part of a team. So moving from individuals to a team, right? Um, and and if your business really needs your teams to be focused on um, on on what's what gives the most business value, right? Then that tells me that your teams need to be in the focusing zone. Okay. And we can come in and we can talk about what, what do they already know how to do and right. what do they not know how to do yet. And again, then there's the ability to do the targeting. And that could be anything from yeah. actual technical work to making sure they understand vision and company strategy and all the other stuff. Very often it's things like if you want to get the results that you're needing, that you tell us you need, yeah. you um, you need the teams need more access to product owners or okay. some kind of business liaison that helps them understand where this product is he- okay. is headed um if what the team what they need is something different it um, a lot of times we see um communication problems in teams okay and what the teams really need is a co-located workspace Okay. Or whether that's virtual or physical. Right. So the company's going to provide the teams with the support, whatever kind of support they right. need, so that the teams can give the company what it needs. From, right. From because it's all part of a whole system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how does this play out at the organizational level? Well, I mean, of course, the model describes team behaviors and team proficiencies and potential business benefits. Okay. So how it plays out. So that has enormous organizational and management implications, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that's where the investments need to come from. Okay. And, well, it, actually, the investments come from both places. The teams can make some choices in, in their area of control and influence about what they might like to do differently okay. to, to meet the, the goals that the business is setting out for them. But then the organization needs to understand, needs to make those investments. Okay. And to understand that without certain things, the team it's is not, not going to be able to go. I mean, I think everybody who's coached or consulted has gone into some organization where somebody in the organization is demanding continuous integration, yeah. but you go talk to the teams and they have no build server. Yeah. Right. And I they mean, can't get any money for and it. And they can't get any money for yeah. it. And, you know, and so, you know, where the, oftentimes the higher up you get in an organization, the less visibility you have mm-hmm. to how things, how the environment how is downstairs. on the ground. Yeah. And so by using the Agile Fluency model, you can get that visibility okay. and begin to um, make the right investments. So are you seeing an increase in awareness at the higher levels of the company and sort of like the systemic way that this stuff works and how not having the kind of support you need yeah. up top cripples everything at the bottom? Because um, well, that wasn't there before, right? It wasn't there. Well... Some, for some of us, some, it was there, always right. there. <laughs> some of us majority, who understand yeah. organizational systems knew it was always there. And, um, but yeah, a lot of folks just, just say, oh, the team needs, there's something in the team that needs to change. The rest of the organization yeah. is fine. Well, as you said, that's not how it works, right. really. And so, you know, what I've seen is more interest in the Agile Fluency model from okay. all levels of the organization and um, and a growing understanding. I mean, Jeff Sutherland and, and the Bain Guys article in HBR, right. right? Understanding that this shift to more agility mm-hmm. 
might be agile at the team level, but it also means the rest of the organization has to come along along in some ways or another in order to make that happen. Okay. And so um, we have a diagnostic that we uh, teach people how to use. Okay. And when they use that in their organization, then they get a sense of the teams get a sense of what they want to do. Okay. And, but they also have a chance to ask for what they need. That they okay. that they can't. I don't know if you remember Circles and Soup. Yes, <laughs> we've been talking <laughs> about Circles and Soup here all week long. Yeah. Well, so so there is that area that the team controls. Yeah. But then beyond that, there's the limitations. Team, the team can only ask and hope. Yeah. Right. Or or recommend and hope. And and then there's parts of the organization they can't touch at all. Okay. But their changes are impacting all those other yeah. parts of the organization. And, and yeah. I'm assuming we're raising awareness at that higher level. So yeah. I want this. The question should be, what do I have to do yeah. to be able to give them yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're at the Agile Fluency Project. We don't necessarily directly give that consulting and coaching to enterprises. What we do is help people who are coaches, experienced coaches, okay. incorporate these ideas into their work and, and, and their have practice. confidence in using it. Okay. And uh, then we connect businesses and, to and uh, some of our licensed facilitators okay. so that they can they can work together. Okay. And you're going to have a gathering. We are. We okay. have had an annual gathering since, well, we just we really realize this is the fifth annual. Okay. So that's kind of a milestone. Yeah. Um, and this year it's going to be in Winston Salem, North Carolina, uh, November fourth to six. Fourth to six. Have yeah. Notes. I'm prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, and and that will be an opportunity for the people who are licensed in the materials. Yeah. To come together and also people who've just maybe read the read the article, right. uh, which you can find on our homepage at agilefluency.org just there's a button and you get get the the article Um, and who've read the article and are curious about how it's working to other places or you know any any sort of expertise level in between okay and uh, we all just come together and talk about the model the suite of materials that we also offer okay um, and some tips and tricks that pe- have people have an opportunity to share with each other and share their stories yeah. of when when they have brought the the agile fluency model into an organization. Yeah, what impact yeah. has it had? What challenges did they face? What where was it easy? Where was it hard? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah. Right. Um, I have one more kind of weird question I want to ask. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned that you're in your second career. You hit retirement age. You start up the new company. Yeah. Um, Going back into that, like, what is it about like, about the work that you're doing that keeps you passionate about it? Because you could just sit at home, yeah, and and everybody would still talk about you, like, oh. <laughs> but but you choose to be engaged, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that that still gets you going. So, what is it? What motivates you to do that? Um, well, one of the things is that the actual the vision of the Agile Fluency Project is we that James and I decided we really. We craved to see Agile done well and fit for purpose in every organization it's in. And we began, we had this awareness that we had been able to do that in a variety of places. Right. But we can only touch so many many organizations at a time. And 
and this is our opportunity to begin to share what we know, what okay. has worked, and and also do some mentoring and create a, a kind of a clearinghouse where people can exchange information between themselves. Okay. So it's a learning it's a learning community among our facilitators. Yeah. So um, so that's seeing people. Uh, embracing the opportunity to learn okay. and to see improvement as a result of those learnings, that's what jazzes me. Okay. That's what keeps that's me going. Awesome. And, you know, agile coaches are my peeps. Yeah. You know, it's my tribe. It's, <laughs> to me, it's just exciting and inspiring. That, yeah. You know, yeah. I, mean, I hope that I can yeah. maintain a way to stay engaged. Yeah. But, but. It, it's when, when you get to my age, it is different to begin to have kind of a more elder role yeah you know a more seasoned or you know um and and there it's funny we talk about terrible twos and whiny sixes with yeah. kids the people continue to go through developmental phases yeah. and i'm in that developmental phase that says i really want to give back okay i want to give back to the thing that has made my life so yeah. rich I, I really want to contribute back and so this is one of my ways of doing this is that awesome thank you so if people want to reach out to you what's the best way to do that uh, I'm on LinkedIn okay. all over the place, um, and they can get me at Diana at agilefluency.org. Okay. Pretty simple email address. And your Twitter? And Twitter is Diana of Portland. Okay. Yeah. This was great. Right. Thank you very much. It's great talking Thank to you. Thank you, Dave. I always enjoy talking right. to you. This is great. <laughs>